insights into being and becoming a teacher. I'm your host, Morel Lennon, an Associate Professor in Education at Swinburne University of Technology in Melbourne, Australia. I'm curious and I love to use this strength to find out more. So what better way to support others and to create this podcast to be able to gain insights and perspectives from colleagues and friends. I also run Explore and Create Co that runs workshops, delivers coaching and creates resources informed by positive psychology to support all of us in different ways to explore self-care and mindfulness to help us flourish. And so there is no surprise that well-being features in much of this podcast. So I really want to delve further into what it means to be a teacher, what we bring, how we navigate the current climate and tips and tricks that support us being and becoming teachers. In this series, I'm doing something a little different. I'm going solo with a focus on tricky situations and providing some strategies. The aim is to be practical and to provide you with a background into what you can try to support your confidence and support your well-being and self-care as a teacher and a human, really. So join me as we explore some critical moments of being and becoming a teacher and match these with some practical strategies, tips and points of action to help you flourish. big one when we're in professional experience working to graded learning because we're receiving it from a number of different vantage points or from a number of different perspectives. It's a time when we need to be vulnerable and as Brene Brown says vulnerability is a place of uncertainty, risk and emotion. So it's no surprise that sometimes feedback becomes a bit of a spiky element situation experience for us sometimes we receive really positive feedback other times feedback that can make us really reflect and sometimes have us feeling uncomfortable unhappy so when we're vulnerable we're opening ourselves up to explore and embrace love belonging joy courage empathy and creativity and that's a hard thing to do when we're in a space where we're receiving feedback or processing feedback that perhaps has been underpinned where in an area that we need to develop or explore further. So embracing feedback in a way that allows us to grow personally and professionally is the best vantage point to take feedback. Sometimes we need to step away from it listen in the moment, but process after, seek advice from others, think through what it is that we're being asked to address. So receiving feedback can make you feel vulnerable and how you view and use the information can actually be a way to help you grow and move forward. Although at the time, sometimes it doesn't feel like that. So the researcher Karen Kessel-Wengler describes receiving and giving feedback as a time to become mindfully aware. So by adopting a curious attitude, you can be receptive to the way you receive feedback, but also the way you give it as well. So this enables you to have much more of a healthier exchange between yourself and someone else, and also with your experiences. 
what I really love about Karen's work is that she recommends six ways to be mindful when you give and receive feedback. And I'm talking now about giving and receiving feedback because although at times we feel like feedback is being just given to us, we're also giving that out as well. So her six tips are to speak slowly, pronounce clearly, be concise, listen to yourself, listen to others, and use silence as a part of speech. So this is really interesting and has us start to think about feedback in different ways. So it invites you to consider, you know, how you can set an intention to be open and curious, how you can see feedback as an offering. So it's a perspective at one point in time. That we need to listen non-judgmentally, and that's the hard part. And we can also think through, you know, the feedback, how it's being delivered to us or how we are giving feedback as well in terms of thinking about our nonverbal communication as a part of or in partnership with the verbal communication. So we're thinking through not only what we're saying, but we're also thinking through how is it being delivered in our body language, our eye contact, our facial expressions. We want to recognize feelings of your own. And that we don't want to blame. So that's a really important one as well, because often when we're giving feedback, we can sometimes forget about how it's being received. But when we're receiving feedback, we also don't want to feel like we're being blamed. And of course, picking the place and time when you're giving or receiving feedback really needs to be considered as well from a space of respect. So thinking about the impact of a spontaneous feedback versus something that's planned, there's a discussion that each of you've got time to process, to think it through. So some things to think about as you navigate your relationships on placement and particularly the place of feedback. So how can you plan for when you receive feedback? And what are the ways you can think through in terms of the approach that honors the relationship between you and your needs, but your mentor and their needs as well? What patterns can you establish very early on for how feedback is given and when it's received, but also honoring time to process as well, where you can come back to that feedback and engage further. So what would be a mutually respectful way to ask your mentor about receiving feedback? What would this look like? And how can you do this in a way that is mindful to the situation that you're both experiencing? And when you receive feedback, what have you noticed about how you respond? What are the strengths you show? What are some of the reactions or perhaps not positive experiences that you've had that you want to build from but not transfer across to another situation, another relationship, another experience? So some tips for you as you consider the place of feedback and where that sits for you, how you give it, also how you receive it, what you do with it. So one of the things I invite you to do is to be curious. So encourage a culture where you can take feedback and use it as a way to develop yourself. Plan for moments where you can explicitly talk through areas that are a strength and that you can continue to shine in these and 
to create areas where you can talk through where you need to continue to grow and what does that look like what does that feel like what does that sound like and utilizing the relationship with your mentor to be able to have them as a confidant in order to be able to continue to develop yourself so think through what sort of community of practice are you going to establish for yourself? What are the relationships going to be? What are the processes? Where's the valuing of communication? And where is this all located as you begin to embed feedback as a part of your professional growth and development? Think through how you can coach yourself. So remind us to self that context is very different in every situation that you go into, from day to day, from hour to hour, and of course, across professional experiences as well. And remind yourself that all feedback is good feedback. And even though some feedback feels really hard at the time, it can help you grow and reflect and continue to develop your professional skills. Don't forget about appreciation appreciating the things that you do do well, tuning into your strengths, remembering your passions and letting them shine. And my last tip is the watch out for tips. So watch out for negative self-talk that sends you into ruminating and that internal conversation that you can have with yourself that you're no good, that your students don't appreciate you, that your mentor doesn't like you. So watch out that you don't head into those sorts of dialogues with yourself. Thinking through also that feedback is about actions in that moment of time. So they can change and grow and develop as you do and the feedback can as well. So the more you think through what is it that you're being told, how can you process that? What would that look like as you move forward? The more that you can see changes occurring. And of course, that doesn't mean you have to agree with every piece of feedback that comes your way as well. It's quite subjective. But the most important thing is that you're processing it and thinking through it in a way that's positive and constructive for yourself rather than falling into the negative self